Hey everyone, it's Emma Randich, and this is Day 25 of America Shutdown. Majority of Main Street has been shut down, including restaurants, retail stores, salons, etc. Shops across America are boarded up. There are strict travel bans between the U.S. and other countries. There is even certain states refusing travel from other states in America. Many states, including Washington State, has decided to end the school year completely for K-12 students. I'm a senior in high school, so like many seniors, we have no clue if we will be able to graduate. If we do, how will we receive our diplomas? What if some graduation requirements weren't fulfilled just quite yet? And how will this affect those moving on to four-year colleges in the fall? Now students are out of school and adults are out of work. Unemployment has reached 17 million just within three weeks, making months of unemployment development within the Great Depression. Hospitals across the country are laying off workers due to state-mandated discontinuing elective surgeries. For example, a small community hospital here in the state of Washington sent out a letter to the public just yesterday about how the governor's actions have led to the hospital letting go of 18% of their workforce. As long as the shutdown continues, the financial anxiety for many looms large. Small business owners are panicking because they have no idea when they will be able to reopen and they have received little to no help from federal promised SBA emergency loans and payroll protection loans. Small businesses grow deep concern that when they do reopen, will they be able to gain enough clientele to recover from the shutdown? Many businesses are scared that they won't be able to reopen at all. With me is Terry, a general contractor here in the state of Washington. Hi, Terry. Hi, Emma. How are you? I'm good. So let's start off with talking about what business you own. What kind of business is it? We are a general contractor. We specialize in custom tile and all flooring installation. Okay. Well, how exactly has this pandemic affected your business? Well, we are here in Washington State. So as of March 16th, um, the governor put a mandate in that uh, considered us non-essential. So we were um, ordered to shut down all of our operations. Wow. How, How has this affected your employees? Um, Well, we obviously are not working, so we have had to lay people off. Um, I have applied for the payroll protection uh, loan program, but um, I unfortunately have gotten almost no answers and still in just the submitting process um, as the bank is overwhelmed and not been able to accept any more further documentation um, at this point. So we're in a waiting game. Well, how has coronavirus impacted your life personally? Well, very lots and lots of different ways. Obviously, um, with our business, it's a huge impact. We have no idea what next month or the month after that is going to bring. Um, this is the end of the quarter for businesses, so they have quarterly taxes that are due. Um, we have supplies that have been purchased for jobs that may or may not go forward. It certainly has helped, has hurt us in trying to even plan out our own a future just as far as our personal future and whether or not we're going to be able to build a home if we're going to be able to expand the business um, and then just in general in everyday life when you can't go out to uh, your restaurant that you enjoy and sit down and have a meal or you can't go into church and worship with your friends um, when you're you know afraid that if you are accidentally going to cough or you're not six feet away from somebody in the grocery store that there's going to be you know quite a consequence for that. So it affects every everybody every day, um, especially kids that are no longer in school. I think it's very unsettling, but for everybody, this is unprecedented, and it certainly is going to have some long-term consequences. 
Absolutely. And have you heard anything from Governor Inslee about when you can reopen your business again? We have not heard anything. Right now, the tentative uh, date for him to relook at the uh, shutdown is May 4th, um, but he has made suggestions that it could be longer. Um, our, our main concern is, you know, construction in most states is considered essential, not in Washington. Um, and so there are a lot of people that are waiting for their homes and they are not going to be completed. Um, and we, we just really have no idea how much longer this is going to go on. Um, there is a petition that has over 20,000 signatures um, in the state of Washington to be able to start construction back up because it is essential. It is a shelter, food, you know, water, those are the three things that, that we need to survive. And right now with uh, construction, especially residential, being considered non-essential, it's, it's affecting many people. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope that once this is all over, your business can recover. Thank you, Emma. I appreciate you having me. Not only are our small businesses struggling, but so is the status of our civil liberties. In order to keep American citizens safe, the government has chosen a route that infringes on our rights and is becoming way out of hand. Our First Amendment entails that we have the right to peacefully assemble and have the freedom to exercise our religion. How are we able to peacefully assemble if we can't be in gatherings in no more of 10 people and must remain six feet apart? You can't. When it comes to our freedom to exercise religion, how can we continue to do so if we can't gather in church? Our churches have been mandated to remain closed, leaving people without a place to worship, which completely violates our First Amendment. Our Second Amendment also is being violated. Our Second Amendment gives us the right to bear arms, which has been under scrutiny for the past few years, but now is having severe actions taken against it. Across America, gun stores have been mandated to shut down due to governors seeing the gun stores as non-essential. Luckily, the NRA is suing the state of California over this policy, but still, I don't see enough people standing up and trying to protect their constitutional rights. Our Second Amendment gives us the right to defend ourselves, and the main reason why we were given this right was to protect ourselves over an overzealous government, which makes for the right now the prime time to want to buy and own a gun. Before gun shops were mandated to close, these stores saw a tremendous increase in sales once this pandemic broke out. In a Fox News article, Jay Wallace has worked in the gun industry for more than 40 years, and he says he usually sells about 100 guns a day in his store in Georgia. He says now they are selling five times that amount before they were mandated to shut down. If you check to see gun sales at any store, you will see a huge increase in sales. This just verifies that not only should people want to own a firearm right now, but they actually are going through the process to ensure that they do own one. Another outrageous policy I've seen is the new coronavirus hotline, which is taking place in Seattle, near me, and Los Angeles, most likely going to take place in more cities if this pandemic con continues. Basically, this hotline is a number you can call to tattle on people who aren't following CDC guidelines like wearing gloves, wearing a mask, and or not being exactly six feet apart from those around the individual. Mayor Garcetti of LA, his slogan for this hotline is Stitches don't get stitches, snitches get rewards. This is a huge invasion of privacy and ultimately absolutely ridiculous. I feel like I'm living in George Orwell's novel and that Big Brother is becoming more and more realistic within the states of America. It makes me think, what if I'm out in the streets? What if I'm walking with one of my family members and we're not exactly six feet apart? 
will somebody call the hotline, which will then contact the police, and then I would get a fine. This all, it's, it makes people scared to not want to leave their homes, which I guess is what these government officials want, which is in itself scary. I've also seen outrageous steps taken to try to keep people inside as well. For example, there was a paddleboarder arrested near the Malibu Pier for being in the ocean amid coronavirus pandemic. And then in Colorado, there was a former police officer who was arrested in a park for throwing ball with his daughter due to social distancing rules that are being enforced by the CDC. Basically, he was throwing ball in an empty, large field with his daughter And just because he wasn't exactly six feet apart from her, they decided to arrest him. He lives with his daughter. Whatever bacteria that both of them have, they've already been exposed to it. For them to do this, and then on top of that, embarrass him in front of the public and arrest him in front of his daughter, it's just awful, it's insane, and so uncalled for. Whether it's an individual or a small business that are being targeted by the government, There should be a way to ensure a hearing and due process of law, but I have yet to hear these people stand up against all this. I may be wrong. If so, please let me know, but I just haven't heard enough of it. This might be because people are not standing up or because the media is lacking coverage of it, which they tend to do a lot. I mean, Mayor Garcetti of LA threatened to shut off all the utilities to businesses that tried to remain open. These businesses, no, they they did refuse to close at first but mainly because they have families to provide for. And yet people are hearing these, all these information and they're just taking this in one ear and then it's out the other. These actions that government officials are taking are unconstitutional and absolutely outrageous. We can't let them think that this is going to go unnoticed because it's not. If it does, this is going to set a precedent that they can do this again and again for any sort of crisis. Certain officials could even take this as a political stunt and use it as a climate change crisis, banning us from driving, using plastic, etc. All all I'm saying is that we, this can be used for political gain, whether it's a liberal or conservative, no one should ever have this much power. In a context of a pandemic, our civil liberties and safety must be balanced. Our rights should not just be thrown out the window. One quote that I'm going to leave you with today is from Candace Owens, who I really recommend you follow and check out her show on PragerU. But the quote is, The question to ask ourselves is, Will the hundreds of thousands of people who have had their businesses destroyed, jobs lost, and can no longer feed their families really look back at this quarantine and say, The government saved my life. Thanks for listening, and I hope I got you thinking about what is really going on in this country today. Check out theshakerrepublican.com for more information on COVID-19 and if interested in the real news.